Brilliantly acrobatic save. Jack has caught a zero! Starting with an attacking player in the second half, just as the ball kicks off, DJ Sticks running with the ball, DJ Sticks passes DJ Stones, wow, DJ Stones run past Leonel Messi, runs past Cristiano Ronaldo, passes to Fernandino, Fernandino passes back to DJ Stones, DJ Stones takes a shot and he misses, but DJ Sticks is there for the rebound and he hits it in and wow! That right there, ladies and gentlemen, is classic play and this is the VAR Show! Welcome, welcome everybody. Welcome. Uh, An exciting, exciting installment of the V-A-R Show. With your host that does the most, even when he's making toast, the one, the only, DJ Stones. With me here is... The host who does not boast. Uh Uh-huh. Because he's from the West Coast. Uh Uh-huh. DJ Sticks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And boy, do we have a good show for you. Great show. And I feel so bad. I feel like the show is slowly becoming a United show. But it's like United is the only one who's making headlines. <laughs> can for we all the right stop? reasons, yes. Can we stop making headlines so we can speak <laughs> about everybody else? We can have an equal opinion yes. for every other team. We also want to know what's happening in Inter. You know? What's happening in Inter? I don't know. Because of Man United. Exactly. Taking up all the headlines. Exactly, exactly. Looking at the Times, Man United. Looking <laughs> at the Mirror, Man United. Elon Musk. You know, looking at Elon Musk's what Twitter the? feed, Come Man on. United. <laughs> it's enough. It's enough. But before we go into anything else, let us enjoy these tunes. I look to the stars in the night sky And I realize, I realize no matter how dark, you're still burning bright It's gonna be alright, it's gonna be alright There's something amazing about you Ooh, I look to the stars and I realize Your love is infinity A thousand times I've fought But you're
are back. Really. Yeah. But before we hit all the, you know, uh, United talk, <laughs> you know, we have to first start off with um, the fact that we had our first oil derby. Our first oil derby. Yeah, Man City versus Newcastle. Oh. Yes, we did. I'll oil. <laughs> But anyway, what I actually want to talk about is transfer season is not yet done. Yeah. So we got still some transfer rumors going out. Hectic stuff. So this was the biggest um, rumor for me. Obviously, it didn't actually happen. And I think United came out and said they're not planning to sell him. But apparently, Chelsea was... Red, well, we're planning a bid for Harry Maguire. Whoa, whoa, big! That's that's some big news. <laughs> that was, now, obviously, they said he's not um, available. He's not for sale. He's not for sale, and um, I kind of understand why. Look, we. United, as much as I want to talk about them now, we don't have... If we lose Maguire, they still want Bay to go out on loan. Mm. Um, that only leaves us with Phil Jones, uh, uh, who probably also go out on loan or be sold before the end of this window. Varane and Martinez as our centre-backs. There is no depth in that. Yeah. And look, I think Maguire would do pretty well in Chelsea, you know? A back three will suit him. You see it in England. That's why sometimes he looks good in England. Cause like, a, like a different player. He's playing in a back three. You know, he's not... The responsibilities are now shared amongst all three of them. In United, it's not, we don't do back threes. And I hope we never do a back three in United. <laughs> but, um, you know, and uh, that would be a good transfer. Yeah. And another one... And uh, oh, Wait, do you have any transfer news before? Because this is going to divert us away from transfers. Okay, there's two from me. So the first one being the biggest one. Mm-hmm. For this this, um, this past week, and that was that Casemiro has officially joined Manchester United. I wanted to keep that for the end. Did you go to United? Damn it! Okay. So please. I'll just jump over. Watford has accepted a twenty-five million yeah. plus three million add-on. This is a good one, right? Bid from Aston Villa. Yeah. For Ishmael Assad. Woo. I think this is it's 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 well deserved for the for the player. You know. That's a hectic one. That's, that's a, it's been that's a proper good. it's a proper signing for both Aston Villa and for Sa. Yeah, I think um, it's yeah like I said it's been in the making. You know, I'm shocked that it took a, like a stable Premier League side this long to get Ishmael Assad. Mm. You know, I thought after his first season with Watford in the Oof. Premier League, you know, when you're still like that youngster, that, you know, that fresh youngster, that game when he killed Liverpool. You know, I thought after then you'd either be in Liverpool or United or in Chelsea or at least Arsenal. You know. Yeah. But it's crazy. It's very crazy because also there's something I really want to talk about. Oh, damn, they're all coming to me right now. <laughs> so apparently there's also negotiations between Arsenal and Nice in France for Nicola Pepe. A loan deal is being discussed. That one, because Pepe is a good player. But now the thing is, is Arteta now using him? I don't think he'd fit in this current Arsenal side. Yeah, because he's a fantastic player. But now, especially with the coach like Arteta, who's also taken some of his play from like uh, um, someone like Pep. Yeah. When those guys get their team, they get their team. Yep. And it's it's a te- it's a thing of if you look at how Arsenal is playing. Yes, um, Pepe is fast. 
you know, and they do play need that speed and stuff. But they're trying to play more with control than just run down the wing. Yeah. You know, I looked at the goal um, that Olegaard's first goal. Yeah. And that came out of a proper play, you know. A ball from Gabriel Martinez. Not what's the name, Gabriel? Um, uh, Martinelli. Martinelli. All the way to Jesus. Jesus dribbles, gives a nice pass. That's, that's something you see like City, your cities do. Yeah. You know, it's not just like what United do, pass to a winger, he runs down, crosses in, hope for the best. Mm. No, there's actual there's structure to it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Newcastle have sent Watford a verbal final proposal for Joao Pedro after their last two were turned down. It's worth $25 million plus $5 million on add-ons. Hmm. That is crazy. Um, Joao Pedro is also one of those players that can do wonders. Can do wonders. So the first major topic I want to talk about, mm-hmm. I just need to find this. So Nottingham Forest is currently... Um, so they're currently buying up a whole bunch of players. Yeah. Like not, I think they are they have what 15th transfer, 13th transfer <laughs> of the season. Yeah, they they have a lot, right? And it's quite crazy to think of. You know, it's quite quite crazy to think of. Um, do you think there's not risks in this? Uh, uh, look, it's gonna be tricky now to find your because you don't wanna be finding your feet like. Like especially during the the season, yeah. Like by the time the league starts, like, like you already should like should have like a side that that, uh, that you trust. Yeah. Because new signings, there's still time. Like they still need time to settle in and start um stuff like that. And when you're facing strong teams in the Premier League, which is like every single team, yeah, it's gonna be tricky. And also, like from a financial perspective, I don't know if this is a smart decision. Look, they have the money from Forest. I, I think they have the money, you know. Obviously, us, we used to big signings, like big player signings. You need to remember, when they got into the Premier League, that was like, I think, a 200 million cash injection. Oh, okay. And, like, they've spent about, what, 150? And they, I th- honestly, like, wise spending, I think they spent wisely. Right? But we, we can't judge it now, though. No, as in, if you look at, uh, I'd rather them spend um, on five players than oh. one player spending a hundred mil on one player that could flop and now at least they've saying. spent it on like five 13 players yeah. you know now that's for me is not necessarily just the issue right yeah. yeah if we have to look at the starting 11 against everton my question is how many of them were in the starting lineup of when they were still in the ep in the the, the what's that thing called in the championship. championship. Yeah. Not mm. the Champions League, the championship. The championship. The EPL. Yeah. Hmm. You know, and that's where my issue now comes in. Because Fulham has done this before, where they basically changed their entire squad yeah. going into the new season. And now the problem is when they got into that new season, they had no identity. Exactly. Because the championship itself isn't an easy league. Yes. So for you to have a side that's able to like, get promoted, that's yeah. a good side. That's a good side. No, so you don't actually necessarily need to change up everyone, but but get like a couple of signings, experienced players. Yeah, like at least one thing I'll give them. You know, they're not doing a lot of damn signings. You know, yeah, at least they're no, not. No, no. They're not like I look at someone like Lingard. At least he's Premier League proven. You know. Yeah, he's been he's been there for. He's a while. been there, and I'm not saying like he's top six. You know, maybe top six, maybe 
top top table type of performance he can give you. Yeah. And season top six. Even some of the players they brought, they are they were could they, in the different leagues they were in, they were like a middle table type of players. Yeah. But it's now all about bringing in that identity, you know, and not having toxic players inside the team that yeah. don't that think that they're too big for the club. That would be the mistake, you know. I understand you want squad depth, but you also don't want to kill squad morale. morale yeah. Where they now think that there's no space for them in the team. Yeah. Yeah, I know. If, if they manage to survive, I will say this. If they manage to stay in the Premier League, then that might be, it might be a good thing because now they will have that, that that's, um, squad depth. Look, do I think, do I think they're going to they're gonna stay up? I don't know. I will find out by halfway through the season. Yeah. So far, they they being they they are able to hold their own, you know. Yeah. One one against Everton. I think they lost their first game. Uh, they won. They won against West Ham, I think. Yes, they won their first game against West Ham. Four points out of out of out of six. That's not too bad. That's no, not too bad. But if they can build identity, you know, where you know the type of football they're playing, the players know how to play that type of football. Yeah. You know, they don't just sign anyone. They're not just signing. I hope they're not just signing any big names, but there's a plan behind their their signings, especially if they're still signing players right now. They need to ensure that the the type of players they are signing can fit into the system the manager is going to play. Yep. You know, don't do the mistake Fulham did. Fulham just bought players. It felt like they just bought players. The players lonely. didn't mash. Yeah. Now, obviously, there's good to this. Because when they now go back, if they have to drop back down to league, to championship, they have a very good side. Yeah, no, they do have quite a, yeah. They quite have a, a very good side. Yeah, quite a stack of permanent signings. Well, yeah. Which I think is smart. Which I think is very good that they never went down the loan route where yep. they're just loaning a lot of players, you know. The second thing I wanted to speak about is Barcelona. <laughs> Barcelona and their treatment of players. All right. What have you heard? Uh, so basically, there's um, the, the I think it's I think he's where's um, what's this guy's Brethwaite from again? Denmark. The Denmark coach came out and said the way the Barcelona fans and Barcelona is treating Brethwaite is bullying, borderline harassment. Do you agree? So they they're trying to force him out of his contract. They're, they want to terminate it, or they want him to take a pay cut, or they want him to leave. And he doesn't want to leave until he gets what's owed to him. No, look, I, I don't agree with the way Barcelona is going about the, uh, uh, this whole thing of like wanting players to, to terminate contracts by force. Because if if the player is under contract, hmm. you know, and if he's under contract with a specific wage, they are entitled to that wage. Yeah, and you, they shouldn't even. Like try to convince the player to leave. The player has to be the one to mm. say, "Hey, I want to terminate my contract." Okay, cool. If the club wants to wants to terminate his contract, they need to pay what is wages. Yeah. yeah. They, without that, then then the player shouldn't be able to leave. And like my biggest concern, and I heard someone, I think this was from Talk Sports or something, say this, and, and she's like, "What what's amusing is how players are still wanting to flock to this club." You know, if I was like the best player in the world and Barca wants me, honestly, I hear these stories and I'm like, that could be me three years from now. Yeah, it could be. Could be. You look at how much, uh, how much Stig Dembele was getting when, when he wasn't performing. When he wasn't performing and when he was wanting higher wages, the fans mm. were killing him. But look at him now, when he's playing good. Yeah. 
Yeah, and like, you know, one thing they also pointed out that I agree with, we're forgetting that these are people's lives, you know, we, we make them sound like they're products, you just, know. Yeah, just take a pay cut. You know, just take a pay cut. Who's you getting know? affected? Who's, yeah. It's kids. It's, yeah. You know, you look at, I look at someone like Frankie de Jong, you know, I know, just leave. That's his boyhood club. Yeah. Now, obviously, if I'm Frankie, I wouldn't want to stay there. If you don't want me, why am I staying there? I could remake that 17 million at United. I can just ask for higher wages there. They really want me. Now, I, also on his side, he's being dumb for staying in a club that doesn't want him. Where fans will outright swear you as you're driving past and say, just take a pay cut. As if, if I tell them, no, just take a pay cut at your job, you would be able to do it. You know? That, for me, I, I don't understand why he'd hold on to his dream to that point. But I, I, don't, I don't appreciate how Barcelona is conducting themselves in this transfer window. They need to ensure that they do a lot of winning. Because if they go through all of this, this bad publicity and everything, and they don't win anything this season, I don't see it being good for them. Yeah. Now, obviously, getting the Lewandowskis, you know, people would say, why are they going for the Lewandowskis when they don't have the money? Because that's what's going to bring in the money, you know? The buying the Lewandowski's will sell the Lewandowski t-shirts. Will yeah. sell the seats because people want to watch Lewandowski play, you know. Yeah. But like I look at the t- how they now it feels like they now just throwing uh, the pie and Obama Young to the side now. That's what I don't agree with though, because Barca last season without o- Obama Young doesn't doesn't get top four, in my opinion. Barca without the two would have been bottom off of the table. Without the pie, I mean, come on, like he was there at the bad, bad times. Yeah, you and know. So those fans are they foolish? They forgetting? Yeah, they forgetting. Barca without Oba because Oba was a, was a January signing, so for him to adjust and like do well is is outstanding. Yeah, and, and he scored for you. He scored. Oh man, he scored for you. But I I think because you see with with uh, players, remember January uh, Traore also went there. And Traore, like he's he's been at Barca before, mm. so him going back was like ah oh, go uh, boy going back home type of story. It was a beautiful story. He was yeah. happy, and then he like now in this transfer window he's gone. I yeah. think I think he saw that no flip no no, no. Mm. this is this is not on yeah, and yeah. it's like it's a problem you know. Talking about problems, not going to the big one, the big topic of yeah, <laughs> you know where's that three the three hundred million you know, mm. Manchester United. My club, you know, the club I support. It's yes. hard to support, but I, you know, we, we go through it, you know. Still you know? there. I watched, I saw this tweet uh, from someone who shows a guy getting punched, but he's just standing there, taking it in. <laughs> and it's like Man United supporters <laughs> at this point. So, like Barcelona, Man United has not been performing to their standards, you know. Um, yeah. Was it what, 3-0 against Brighton? It uh, was 2-1. 2-1 against Brighton, 4-0 against Brentford. And now, after that 4-0, we, we start hearing, we're going to get, what's that guy's name? Brozovic or something. And, and what's Anna Brozovic? Analtovic. Yeah. And we want to get uh, Rabiot. So we, okay. we have a toxic dressing room. So you want to get someone who was condemned for being racist, for being toxic. And then you want to get Rabiot, who's not liked in Juventus by players, for being toxic. Mm. And then you want to send them into their toxic bunch because they're cheaper alternatives of what the manager wants. Mm. The manager wants a De Jong or a De Jong level player, you know, who's going to co- who's costs around that amount of money. Yeah, yeah we're going to save thirty grand if we just go for uh, Rabiot. 
And now for me, best best thing to happen to United was Rabiot's mom who wanted too much money for him. And I'm glad they didn't pay that amount for him. She she deserves if there's a ball and off for for, for for transfers, she deserves it. Yeah. You know, because thank to her, thank you to her, we're getting Casamero. Yeah. But now that happens, and now what happens is Sir what's his name? Jeff uh Rantliffe, I think. Oh, yes, yes. So yes. he comes and he says, you know what, he's gonna buy United and he doesn't wanna do it for profit. He just wants United. He's a fan and he wants to just take United out of this mess. So now, obviously, before, fans wanted Glazer out. Mm. But the problem with it is Glazer's out, but there's nobody with a formidable bid. You know, it's like how in Arsenal, there was always Conke out, but there was never a formidable bid for it. And then the Spotify owner came in, and he's like, nah, I'll buy Arsenal, I'm a fan. And now Arsenal has changed. Because not only was there a bid, there was also... I mean, not only was there pressure from the fans, there was also now a bid, someone for them to buy. Proper, proper one, yeah. Yeah. Now, you go into United, we've always had a problem with the Glazers, but there was never a bid. Now, all of a sudden, there's like three people who want to bid for them. Yeah. And you I know? mean, like, United is the biggest club in the world. And now, all of a sudden, this is where, if United fans relax, I'm going to be annoyed. Because this should further show the issue in United. So, these bids happen. All of a sudden, we have enough money to buy Casemiro. 60. 60. Right? Then we make a bid for Anthony... Gets rejected, we make a higher bid for Anthony. Gets rejected, we make a hundred million bid for Anthony. So now bear in mind, this is a hundred million after buying Casamiro for for sixty. So now we're at one sixty. Yeah. And then buying um, what's his name, the left back Malasia for about what is it, fourteen million? Yeah, that's about closer to eighteen. Yeah. So this is about Somewhere what sixty, there. seventy, seventy-eight million. And we're still wanting to buy De Jong for about another 80 million. So that's about what? <laughs> that's close to 300 million. Yeah. That appeared out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. Where we couldn't, we didn't want. And you know, the annoying thing is we, we could have gotten Anthony at 50. And then we said it's too much. Then we could have gotten Anthony at 80. No, at, yeah, 80 or, at 60, 80 or 60. When we went for him the second time. And they said it was too much. But now that there is, you know, the whole Glazer movement, now that there's all of this, all of a sudden we have the money to buy him at a hundred million. If if this money just came out earlier, not only could we buy Anthony, we could have bought Anthony and Gapo. Now obviously we're still wanting to get Gapo as well, especially if Ronaldo leaves, you know. But the finances has always been there. It's not like we've gotten more t-shirt sales in than ever before. 300 mil. We are willing to spend about 300 million. And the story out there is that no Ten Hag went to the the Glazers and said, no, the problem seems to be bigger than I thought. I need more money. As if the Glazers hasn't been looking at Man United for the past seasons. (laughs) Seeing how bad the club has been run. And they're like, oh my word. Ah, I didn't know. Here's money. Boom. And as a United supporter, I'm looking at all of this and I'm not going to be like, oh, Glazers at least finally doing something. I'm going to be like, why hasn't the Glazers been doing this before? Out. Yeah. From t-shirt sales alone. Uh, no, not, from, not t-shirt sales, from match day, f- fixed, uh, match day tickets alone. As in like, now this is for people who are going into t- Old Trafford to watch games. Yeah. In a season, we can make about 120 million. 
Off of that alone. Off of that alone. Match day revenue. That's the equivalent to six other Premier League sides combined. Whoa. Whoa. That's not including t-shirt sales, not including TV, TV, not including a merchandise. That's from seating alone. And all the money that United, and this is where people get it from. People will be like, no, but United has spent big, right? The problem is the money United have spent is the money that they've made. That the club makes. That the club makes. Not the owners. So you look at a, a Man City. Man City gets money from their owners. Yeah. Chelsea. Chelsea got money from their owners. Yeah. Liverpool doesn't, doesn't get money from their owners. Not, as, not until recently where they bought people like someone like Van Dyke. Yeah. But unlike Liverpool, United's owners take a lot of money out. To go fund some other team. To go fund other teams for dividends. And that needs to change. That's where the, the club needs to change. Not that I'm, I'm, I'm happy Casemiro's coming, you know. I uh, listened to a, to a guy, I think his name is yeah, Goldbridge, right? And he's like something his grandfather said. If, you, if there's someone you don't like and that person offers you, uh, I'm going to make it more clear, the guy offers you to take you out to get some, something to eat, hmm. right? Don't say no out of bitterness. Say yes, you're getting free meal. <laughs> so I'm not going to be out here and saying no We must say no to Casemiro No to um, Anthony And no to De Jong If we get all three of them I'm going to be happy We're going to have a better off season We get those players and get Paul we, have a, we, have a, we, we, we can get top four We have a top four type of side yeah. You know and we have the squad depth as well Got the best DM in the game We could literally win um, We could win Europa, FA Cup And probably Carabao You know all of them, all three of them but I'll still want Glazers out. <laughs> we'll say thank you, but still, thank leave our club. Signings, but leave. Yeah. Because why couldn't we do these signings years ago? I mean, there was CSCO that you guys could have gotten. There was a whole list of people. And the problem is, and why it kind of puts a sour taste to all of this, is because these transfers are out of desperation. Where was all this money? So for, for about two months, we had a transfer budget of like around 150 more 160 more and anything else we had to make we had to be from the sales of players players that mind you we can't sell because on the on on, on outrageous wages in order for us to get to let loose um sanchez he had to take a massive pay cut going into inter milan or else we wouldn't have been able to get rid of him so it's either we lose them on a free or we have to just keep them because they're on massive wages. And that shows that the club itself is being run pathetic. Yeah, That's pathetic. That we, we can't sell certain players because nobody wants them. Because they're not worth the wages. Yeah. That we have to loan them out. That's badly written. Now, where's, where was all this money and these decisions... Two months ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, the thing is now, it's like, it's like the, the, the whole Super League thing. You know, after Super League, we then get, I think it was essential. So we cannot forget about what they did. And that's what they're trying to do again. Mm-hmm. Just buying people. And like Gary Neville said, they need to go. They must get out. Yes, because how long are we going to say it's the manager's fault, it's the player's fault? The, 
it's the player's fault because we're getting third, fourth picks from what the manager wanted. Alternatives. We're getting alternatives. Yeah. I want this person. No, 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 no. We'll get you that person. But, but, but. Yeah. And some of them, like, yes, some of them are first picks. But now, by the time we got to Oli, now you're having a mixture of the players from Vengal, players from Moyes, players from Mourinho, and now you have players from Oli all together. Four different playing styles all have to mash. So, yes, they're like, no, but they're back. You know, Oli wanted Maguire. Oli wanted Maguire, but we couldn't sell Bay because he was on a ridiculous amount of wages. So we had to just carry him on. We can't sell Phil Jones, who's from, mind you, from the Ferguson era. Whoa. He's a Ferguson signing. Insane. Decade ago. Which decade ago player, which Ferguson era player does Man City still have? <laughs> no one. And I, I really hope that Ten Hag sticks to his words where it says it's not just about the signing of the player, but it's about the player that they have to sign. So it's not just about getting any random um, Sams into the team. Yeah. It's about getting the right Sam into the team, signing the right player. And getting rid of players that just don't fit into his system. Hmm. And you know, as Sakish as someone, I, I like the hair. If the hair doesn't fit in his system, you get someone who does. The hair leaves. If he can't, if he can't adapt into what you want him to adapt into, he has to leave. Get someone else. You get somebody else. Yeah. And until that happens, and the problem is the Glazers will be like, no, we can't sell him. Or Maguire. No, Maguire has to start every game because he's the England captain. He's the England player. He's the you know, English player. A co-English captain. There's no such. And something, I'm the end off with this. And what happens as well, and what contributes to this, is a lot of ex-Man United players and pundits out there who don't call out bad English players the way they call out bad international players. True. Till today. This has been almost a week. It's past the weeks, actually. No, yeah, it's almost a week since the disappointing defeat against Brentford. And I haven't seen Maguire publicly come out and take blame for what has happened. We've, we've seen, we saw De Gea do it. Yeah. We saw De Gea take full responsibility. Why aren't players coming out and saying, I'm the problem here? And that's our captain, by the way. Yeah. So a lot needs to change. A lot needs to change in that club. And the standard needs to be, will this player start in a Liverpool squad? Hmm. Casemiro would start in the Liverpool side. Yep. Anthony could start in a Liverpool side. Looking at Anthony and, and Nunes, trust me, Anthony <laughs> could start. <laughs> yeah. You know? That's, that should be... Current Rashford would not be able to start over Salah. And that's, that's the thing here. That's the standard. That's the standard. Let's hope things get better. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and just to end it off on a non-United note, just a little rant. Liverpool's problem right now is not money. Money missing. Money's replacement is doing a very good job, which is Luis Diaz. <laughs> no, he is. He, he is. is. No, Diaz is. 
the problem here is just they need to now form a good partnership between Diaz, Mo Salah, and Nunes. Nunes needs to find his. He needs to find his feet. Yeah, and, and the goal. Salah Salah needs to now take leadership of the front. Yeah, yeah. You see, he had, did not. Have, he was not the one leading the front. Yeah, no. Salah needs to. He needs to not have the mindset of if I'm doing well, it's fine. Yeah, he now needs to push. Everyone needs to do yeah, well. He now. needs to now find good connection with. Because literally in the in the Palace game, get the ball to Salah. Salah tries one of those solo runs. Palace gets the ball counter. Mm. <laughs> Literally, he needs to understand his role has changed now. His role has changed. Now he has to do that. Yep. He has did it well. Ah, I did it well. He did it very, oh, well. very oh, well. That was a very good goal. But that's it. Like the Glazers, we are leaving now. We get out. <laughs> From me, the host you love to hear rant. Yeah. The one, the only DJ Stones. And with me is the host who doesn't need to rant because Haaland is doing good. <laughs> DJ Sticks. <laughs> and this is the VAR show <laughs> signing out. Peace. Peace. Active FM is everywhere Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, and so much more. See all the fun posts. Get involved in interesting discussions. Voice your opinions and get updates by following us on social media. Oh, yeah.